We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have a very, very, very special guest. Detroit Lions rookie cornerback Michael Jackson, not to be mistaken by the King of Pop. But Michael Jackson comes onto the show to talk about his rookie year and being on two different teams. All on episode 72 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 72 on the Blue Wire Network. And I'm your host, Tyler Sawa, as usual. And I'm joined by my two suspects, as always, Pierre and Malcolm. And for today's episode, we got ourselves a very special guest, former Miami Hurricane, current Detroit Lions cornerback, Michael Jackson. Man, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. All right, man. So, you know, obviously you joined the team midway through the season. So mm-hmm. how's your transition been from Detroit to Dallas? Oh, uh, the transition was good. I was ready to get up out of that cold weather. But the transition was good. You know, my time in Detroit, it, it was fast. Like the season went by fast. So I really enjoyed it. And I can't wait to get back up there and get back to work. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So like, tell us about yourself. Who is Michael Jackson? Uh, Michael Jackson is it's kind of kind of weird. Like it depends on like who you ask. Like if you ask somebody like in a locker room, they're gonna be like the kid that's always smiling and laugh, cracking jokes. I'm a father, so I always I'm the same way with my son. And but like to the outside world, I'm quiet. Like I'm probably I walk in the room, not say much. Like you won't even know I play in the league. So how is how is it being a dad now, man? Because I, I I actually have two girls. So I have two girls right now. Um, one nine, one three. So, I know how it is having a newborn and like a, having a little baby around. So, how old your son, man? Uh, my son, one. He turned two in April. Okay. He <laughs> <laughs> I already know. I already know. Hey, man, I'm just gonna give you some parenting advice. Um, it don't stop. They say terrible twos. They say terrible twos. That thing travels threes. <laughs> man, and I'm hoping it ends at four, man, because my little one too, man. Yeah, she she she's a um she's a, she's a rough one. It's crazy. But, yeah, it is, man. But um, 
I always wanted to ask because my name is Malcolm. So yeah. growing up, I, I I got like a lot of uh, Malcolm in the middle, stuff like that. So your name is Michael Jackson, man. Like were yeah. you like named after the singer or was it just a weird coincidence? It was a weird coincidence because my mom last name Jackson and she named me after my dad. His name Michael. So it's okay. just like it just happened like that. It just happened. Like, yeah, but growing up, I got all the jokes. Like I, 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 I could imagine. Can you sing? Uh, well, can you? No, I can't sing. I can't dance. dance. I can't, sing. Uh, you can't dance either. So you tell me you can't do not, you can't do the moonwalk or nothing like that, or? I used to be able to do the moonwalk. I, I ain't did it like probably like since eighth grade. Eighth grade. That's what's yeah. up, man. My high school games they used to call me Thriller. <laughs> I got it all. You got. Let's I go. can. I can imagine. I can. I can imagine, man. But the first DM I actually shot Michael when we signed him back in uh, I think it was like week eight or week nine. The first DM I shot Michael, he didn't know who the hell I was. He just came from Detroit. I hit him a DM. I'm like, dude, what's the chances you could wear a glitter glove on your first game day yeah. with Detroit? <laughs> I'm like, you know how dope that'd be? Like, if you get fined for it, I told you. I'm like, we're going to go yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it in a previous pod. We are like, yo, if, if Michael like came out there with a glitter glove, like, I would have started a GoFundMe. I would have paid for your fine. You'd have been Gucci, dog. You'd have been good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought, and I think I did that one time in high school. You did? But, yeah, I did it one time in high the school. Take but, that shit off. Nah, the rest didn't. They didn't even like pay no no attention because it, oh, okay. like, it was like the uh, you know the little girls be playing with the little rhinestones. Okay, yeah. So it's like yeah, it was, it was, okay. It was a bunch of them on there. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what's up, man. <laughs> uh, Michael, so you played for the University of Miami, like I mentioned, the top. Uh, so how was that like? Uh, my time in Miami was crazy because I came when I got there. They was just getting out of probation. A lot of people didn't like. A lot of fans did not want me to go just for the simple fact I'm not from down there. Hey. And, and like Al Golden was my head coach, like he okay. recruited. So I get there and then he, he get fired in the middle of the season. Mm. So then it was like okay, like Mark Rick come in. I didn't play my first two years. I didn't even play. And what people don't even know, I was thinking about transferring. But I was like, ain't no, I ain't come down here just to like, okay, I'm not playing. Like, basically took my tail and run. Like, I wasn't made like that. So, like, going into my junior year, uh, I'll never forget they came out with the, you know how they do the projected death chart? Yeah. yeah. And they had, like, two guys that was bringing in, like, transfers over me. So, like, that whole offseason. Mm. I screenshotted that and made it in my wallpaper, and I just went to work. Motivation. And, and then, so I ended up catching, like, starting that season, caught, like, four picks. Yep. All ACC, like, had all these, did all these great things, and people just don't know. I was thinking about transferring, like, earlier that year. Yeah, that's what's up, man. It's like you lived with that turnover chain on, man. Yeah, I'm a miss. That's one thing I'm a miss. Yeah, and, and and fun fact about me, um, guess where I live? I know this is a Detroit Lions podcast, but guess where I live? Where? I live in Miami. Oh yeah. So yeah, I I actually saw you play a few times, man. So that was dope, man. It's like and, and it was like the games I saw, like you you did got you got a few picks, man. You got you had a turnover chain on, man. Yeah, the turnover chain, like that's. That was people, that was hype. Well, people don't know that's like real gold, right? Oh, that's real gold. That thing is heavy. Like, <laughs> oh man, I didn't know that was real gold, man. Like next time you see somebody get it, just watch afterwards. Like 
if the offense have a long drive, I guarantee whoever got it on gonna take it off because it's like it get heavy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. So yeah, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Al Golden was your uh, coach when you first got to Miami. How was that like reuniting with him uh, when he got to Detroit? Oh, it was crazy because I know like I know he pretty much the reason why like they got. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm pretty sure he put in a word in, and it was just like, it was just crazy because it's like. Then one he didn't age like he still looked the exact same, and it was weird because I saw like a different side of at Miami he would laugh joke at Detroit he was like kind of more serious, so but still with me like he still acted the same way with me like little crack jokes like talk about the time he passed out at Miami because it was so hot. <laughs> oh man, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. <laughs> like <laughs> all the. Fun things that happened like that couple months we was together in Miami. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. So you've been in the league for like little. I mean, for a year right now, right? So what's yeah. the best advice you've gotten? Like you've gotten while you've been in the league. And like who was it from? Pat P told me like if you be true to the game, the game will be true to you. And, and like that's kind of some like like I felt like I always live by without saying it because there's times where like I'm playing the best is when I'm doing what I'm supposed to, like, watching film, like, working out like how I'm supposed to, doing every little small detail. So, that's one thing. And, like, Slay, Slay told me, like, it's at the end of the day, it's football, bro. Like, a slant in the NFL is a slant in college. Like, people try to put all this big hype on it. Like, yeah, it's, like, more detailed, but it's not rocket science. Like, it's not hard to learn what the offense is trying to do to you. It's not hard to learn what the defense is trying to do to you. Like, it's just, like, understanding, like, the man across from you, yeah, he good, but you're in the league, too, to just go out there and ball. Yeah, that's facts, man. When you came into the league, like, were you, like, because I know people talk about the speed being a lot different. Like, were you, like, like were you ever, like, taken back, like, whoa, like, it's the game, the speed of the game is much faster. Well, it's hard, it's hard to see say because when I came into the league, I was in Dallas. So I was lined yeah. up against a Cooper every day. Mm. So that's that's different. Like, that's yeah. totally different. Yeah, that's, that's a whole new world. world. That's a whole other world. <laughs> a whole so, new world. <laughs> if you, outside, of, outside of him, the speed of the game is different, but it's it's just like the, like the details. Like, you gotta like, so basically, like, if a receiver beats you off the line, like, you you gotta immediately try to catch up. Like you can't. Yeah. It's not like college where you can try to bait somebody. Nah, because the quarterback makes the difference. Yeah. Like the receivers in the league, not including like the top guys. Like just like your average receiver in the league and a receiver in college, just not much. Then the top receiver in college, not it's not that much of a difference. The quarterback makes the difference because in the league, quarterback can put the ball sixty yards downfield on money. Ain't nobody yeah. doing college yeah that's true right so m- one of my questions i have for you is we actually had a lot of guys on the pod we asked we asked lay and we got some very we had like a whole bunch of funny moments in the locker room um have you experienced any like what was the funniest moments you experienced in the locker room funniest moment probably probably something rashad melvin said like <laughs> is he the clown is he is, is he is he like like he's, he's like that like he's like he's like mad funny he's like a clown and stuff he be he's just, he not mad for he just old like, <laughs> like he just old oh shit because <laughs> like, you know in football years like if you're 30 like you yeah like you, yeah i know i know 
I know. Like, I want to say he told me he graduated at high school in like 08. And I was like, <laughs> I'm never going to tell you when I graduated. I'm not going to do like, it. He was I like, said, bro. bro. And he was like, yeah. I said, you know what I was doing in 08? Like, what you was in middle school? I said, no, bro. I was playing Little League football in 08. <laughs> I was in elementary school. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you my age, man. I'm just gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave that as it is. <laughs> but that's what's up, man. <laughs> so, Mike, you're obviously drafted by Dallas last year in the draft, fifth mm-hmm. round. So, uh, you know, how would you like the situation? You know, obviously, I saw your video actually a few days ago. It was, uh, it was on the Dallas Cowboys YouTube page. It was like your reaction when you got the phone call. Obviously, you got drafted. You're super excited. So, I just kind of. What's your reactions now from, you know, actually being there for a few weeks? You were there for the preseason training camp. How'd you like the situation in Dallas? And you know, how'd you like uh, uh, Jason Garrett? Oh, it was a good situation. You know, it was just, it was one of those things where I felt like I needed that. Like a lot of the guys don't want to get cut. But that showed me other, like quick that it's a business. Like at the end of the day, it's a business. No matter they draft you or not, like. If they feel like they can cut you and nobody's going to pick you up, they're going to do that. So I got hurt in the preseason, yeah, in the first preseason game, and I never got hurt. Like, So it was one of those things where I could have came back and played like maybe the last two preseason games, but obviously, like, no, nah, they wanted to keep me there and just put me on P-Squad. So I got basically in one year, I got to see how it is to get drafted fifth round, go to training camp, finish preseason, get cut, get back, picked up on P-Squad, do half a season on P-Squad, then get picked up to act the roster by a whole other team, got to catch a flight. Like, I found out that I was going to Detroit, like, the same day. I was headed to the barbershop to get a haircut. (laughs) And I had to stop and go get on the flight. So, and then learn a whole new playbook, new system, new everything, like, I learned all that in a couple months, so I feel like at the end, that's going to make me a better player, because most people don't learn that to a year, what, four, five? So I'm interested, so I'm kind of interested, so you got picked up by the Detroit Lions active roster, obviously, you know, midway through the season, and we talked to a player a few weeks ago, his name is Hakeem Velez, and he actually got called, I remember he told us he got called by Arizona to be on their active roster, he said he preferred to stay in Detroit. So were you like in any situation where you kind of want to stay in Dallas if, you know, they offered you maybe a 53-man money bonus, you know, something like that? Um, I felt like at the end of the day, like, I wanted to stay in Dallas just because of, like, they drafted me. Yeah. Like, I, I have a crib here. So it's, it's kind of like, yeah, it's that Cinderella story. But yeah, at the end of the day, like, like Detroit, if they – I look at it, if a team want to pick you up off practice squad, like, they really want you. So it was kind of like, okay, like, yeah, you want to be in Dallas, but you'll get over that quick. Like, it's time to go to Detroit and actually ball, like, have yeah. a chance. To- so did you ask your agent at all that you want to maybe ask for Dallas for more money, maybe stay on their P-squad, yeah. and maybe they'll promote you eventually? Yeah, like, I asked my agent. No, my agent asked me first. He was just like, uh, Detroit wanted to know you interested. I was like, yeah, like I don't care where I go, but I, I just want to ball. Like, I really don't uh-huh. care. And he was just like, okay, so you know they played a little, ask more money, 
like incentives, all type of stuff. And I was just like, it don't come down to the money. It comes down to me being able to play. Because at the end of the day, like, if it's about the money, then I'm in the wrong business. Like, I'm a yeah. preschooler. Like, I'm not getting paid that much. So, like, I just want to play. I had an opportunity to play, like, and my agent made it very clear. He was like, you can go to he was like, you can go to Detroit and the whole season not really play. I was like, I'm fine with that because I still have the possibility to play. Like, I'm on the active roster. Like, it's a whole lot easier to get on the field from there than P-Squad. Right. That was just, that was the ultimate decision. So, uh, you, saw, so you saw a better opportunity in Detroit than Dallas? Yeah. Okay. Did Detroit show any interest pre-draft, like in the draft process? Yeah, they're the only one that I had an interview with. Really interesting. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know. Like, they're the only one I had an interview with, and I didn't do no. I had no team visits. I had two two workouts. I'm gonna see, yeah, did I have two, yeah two workouts. I ain't have much because most teams like already knew it because I went to the East West game, so most teams already knew everything about me. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you were obviously taking like we took Amani, I believe, twelve spots before uh, Dallas took you. So, are you cool with Amani? Like, you probably oh, yeah. competed with him. See, that's the funny thing. Like, everybody think, like, just because a dude got drafted, like, before you, like, you got beef with him. Before you said that, I didn't even know that. Like, okay. The money, like, real cool. Like, we talk, we in a group chat, chat talking about how we're going to link up in the L.A. next weekend. Like, okay. okay. Yeah, it's like, my money, my dog. All right, that's tight. So, you played for, like, Matt Patricia. You played for Jason Garrett. How are their styles different? How are their practices different? Practice pretty much the same, but style like just to get as an offensive coach so like he like he pays attention to the defense but he's really a, like he played quarterback he's an offensive coach and right maddie p is a defensive minded coach like yeah he pays attention to the offense because yeah he had coach but he mainly deals with the defense as far as the defense in detroit like how much because we, we know you know paul pascaloni you know he's no longer there no more but when he was there like, how much did he call plays in Detroit? Like, was it mainly him or was it Patricia? Was I don't it know. I really don't know. Because when, you when you're active, you're in the press box. So, yeah, I can't tell you who called plays. But what I can tell you is, like, it's like they work well together. Like They work well together? They Yeah. I, I don't know if how long they've been knowing each other. But you can just kind of tell, like. Forever. Yeah, because when people start <laughs> finishing each other like sentences yeah that's too long yeah you, i'm like yeah they've been they've been together for a minute they were finishing sentences like, like so god so, damn you know when you're in meetings and like you're trying to say something but you can't think of the word yeah yeah so and, like, it was like that yeah <laughs> was that like with the other assistants or just paul uh kind of okay but then again, like it was just it was really whoever been around Maddie P because even Tavon uh was it we're finishing like gotcha. So it's kinda like whoever been around Maddie P, like you kinda get a feel for like how he thinking. Okay, I gotcha. All right, um I have to ask this because like there were reports like a couple years ago before you were here that Patricia would show up late to the meetings and stuff. Is he still late or is he on time now? Nah, he on time. He's on time this year. On time to everything. <laughs> All right, yeah, because uh, 
Yeah, they were saying in 2018, and some of the players came out were saying that this guy was always late to uh, meetings and stuff like that. So, okay. Well, I, and, you know, we haven't heard I anything. Fig- I, figured, I figured he cleaned that up. I figured he, yeah. he, he did it. Yeah. That's what's up, man. And uh, so, obviously, it was not Black Monday, but the Tuesday, the Lions, you know, cleared eight staff members. I just kind of want to know your thoughts on that. Obviously, your DB's coach, Brian Stewart, um, you know, you have any thoughts or reactions from that? My first thought was just, I hate to see Golden go. That was yeah. my first thought, because it was like, we can never finish a whole season together. Like, mm-hmm. like he got fired my he got fired in the beginning of the season for my uh, freshman year in college. Then he get fired at the end of my rookie year. But overall, it was kind of one of the things was like, you got a clean slate now. Like, everybody got to come in. You got to earn your job. And I just look at it as it's a benefit because now, like, I want to be whoever the coach should be. Like, I want to be that guy that he's willing to go to bat for in the <clears throat> means with other coaches. So I just go out, go out there and show him what I can do. Yeah, that's a huge opportunity for you, man. Oh, yeah. I got to take advantage of it. Yes, sir. You played for Chris Richard, obviously, and you played for Stewart. Like, obviously, more, like, from zone to man, right? What's the difference between their coach styles? Because, like, Richard, like, is getting, like, a lot of, like, love kind of from the national media. But the Dallas kind of, the Cowboys fans kind of hate him. And then here, like, Brian Stewart got fired. So what's, like, the difference between, like, Stewart and Richard? Well, what people don't know, like, in Dallas, it basically was man. At corner, it's basically man, like. Right. Okay. So, but like, cultural. The difference is, it's just like age, I guess you could say, because like, Coach Charles is young, so he has like a different like like feel for the game. And then you got Coach Stewart, who is hilarious. He got like his own little feel and flavor to the game. But like, both of them great coaches, and I actually know the game. Like, and you can tell, like, once you get to this le- level, you can tell who know the game and who don't know the game. Both of them coaches know the game. All right. That is a wrap to episode 72 of the Pride Podcast, Michael. Thank you again for joining us. You got any uh, social media that you would like the people to follow you on or anything? Instagram, Twitter? Uh, you can follow me both on Instagram and Twitter at Team Jackson 28. Team Jackson 28. Team All right, right man. Okay. All right, man. Um, Thank you again. And I'm Tyler. Thank you guys for all listening. If you guys could please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Helps out a lot. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we're out. Peace. All right, guys. Peace out. All right, y'all. Peace out. app you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door so if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink consider this a sign right now get zero dollar delivery fee with any purchase of fifteen dollars or more only in the app at participating mcdonald's minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants other fees may apply not valid with any other offer discount or coupon